Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Glad to have everybody. I'm going to welcome. You ready? Along with our panel, we have Nick Calty. Nick Calty from Remerica United in Novi. Nick, what's going on? Not much. How's everyone doing? Everybody's doing great. Nick's going to be on the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate and Business Show this Saturday morning mm-hmm. from 9 to 10 on 97.1. He's a, Absolutely. you know, he was backed by popular demand because all of our listeners, they requested Nick back on. So, Nick, we're happy to have you on. Hey, I got to please the public. There you go. I know it's a tough job and somebody's got to do it. And I think you're, you're the guy for that. Also with it. us today, our all-star lineup for today on our panel, Becky Alley, number top 1% of all loan officers. That would be all loan officers in the United States. Hi, Beck. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Happy to be here. And welcome back, Nick. You're right. You are the popular demand, <laughs> popular vote stated. All along with Becky, we have Miss Lisa Lawson, the Google of our office. Lisa has all the answers to all of your questions. And if she doesn't know it, she'll find it. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Great. How is everybody doing? Everybody's doing well, I think. We got Nick Colty on. Apparently, he is a fan favorite from the listening public. We also have Mr. John Cole, the fellow one percenter. Good morning, John. Good morning, all. Good morning. Well, we're going to jump right into it, Nick. Um, Since you are well-respected in the industry, since you come out of a great office in Novi, Nick Colty, of course, of Remerica United in Novi. Nick, let's dive into it right away. Despite mortgage rates rising, and we're going to get into that a little bit later in our program, we saw purchase applications increase from the same week last year up over 4%. Even with inventories down, we're seeing purchases increase. What do you think? What do you think that's all about? Yeah. And that's usually what I address to people that ask me what's going on with the market is that I think spending is just up in general. I mean, if you look at all markets, you look at groceries, you look at used cars, you look at new cars, spending is up across the board. So yeah, rates are up uh, you know, up into the sixes now, but historically that's still low. And we always talk about it two years ago, even last year, it was just an anomaly. There is not going to be a two to 3% for a while. Now we're just back to normal. So really all we're seeing is prices are a little bit higher, but with spending being higher, I think it's a completely normal market. And you're right. We are seeing a ton of buyers. Buyers are not backing down. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point to bring up. Buyers are definitely not backing down. Uh, inventory is still, it, it really is stabilized. Inventory isn't low anymore because in order for it to be low, um, it's it just, it means nothing new is coming on the market. So that part has stabilized. So a couple of weeks ago, I threw out that word, a stabilization of our market. We're seeing things stabilize in the real estate market. Home prices are stable. The number of buyers is very stable. The number of sellers has not increased. So that is stabilized. Um, Becky Alley, inventory might be low, but your purchase business hasn't gone down, has it? No, I mean, you're seeing a lot more accepted offers coming on the table right now, especially. And, you know, whatever their the government's intentions were with the rates and, you know, using that to stabilize the market, their efforts are not, um, I mean, it's happening. I mean, where more buyers are actually getting their offers accepted right now. Um, and it was never really the interest rates that were going to be the issue, right? I, what I feel they were trying to kind of 
curve away from was these twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking price. And you know, right now I feel like the consumers are getting a little bit fed up on the buy side. So you're not really seeing a lot of those offers anymore where they're going obscenely over uh, because right now it's also they're priced out you know, with it's enough with the interest rates as well, right? So when you couple that with going over asking, it's just not realistic anymore. Affordability is a little bit more, you got to hone in on that for our, for the buyers right now. Yeah, well, we li- we, yeah, we live on the street. Nick lives on the street. Lisa Lawson lives on the street. John Cole lives on the street. And Becky Alley lives on the street. What do I mean? Do I mean that they're on a camper down by the river? I don't think so. It means that <laughs> oh, we do God. our business. Right, I mean- we do our business on the street. We, we have to be out there with, with our, our client base, our realtor partners, our builder partners, our financial, our financial partners in the process. And what we're seeing, everybody, is really the stabilization. I'm going to let John, I saw John giving a big thumbs down. Um, really, the Federal Reserve came out last week. We have to recap that. They raised the Fed funds rate on unprecedented, in the last few years, three quarters of 1%. Um, really the largest increase since 1994, 1995. And what this is designed to do, as Nick said, as Becky said, and as John's going to tell us, it's designed to stop people from spending all the money that they have, that they've stored up over the last two years. Is it working? Is it not working? I think it's a big conspiracy theory. I think that people are, are taking profits, record profits on the backs of people because they know they have to have the goods and services, including housing, including groceries, including gasoline prices. No reason for gas to be at 550, John Cole. So let me hear what you got to say on this, because I know you're deeply vested in this topic. And just I'm just not a fan of the government in, interfering. I mean, it's a, a supply and demand. Prices were the, the market was going to stabilize. People were not going to con- consistently uh, bid fifty, seventy thousand dollars over asking each and every uh, year moving forward. It was just a supply and demand at this time coming off of a pandemic. People know, knowing that they needed more space, it would have normalized on its own. Yes, the government had to start increasing the Fed's funds, Fed funds rate, but they didn't have to do it at such drastic measures. Uh, they've just put this government, they put this uh, this economy into a tumble. Everybody is spending more. And like Carrie said, there is a huge conspiracy theory where there, you know, gas is at an all-time high when we have so much in reserve, and Biden all of a sudden has decided to dip into it. It's just, you know, there's there's just something at play behind the scenes that we all wish we knew about. And I hate when the government gets involved. Just let us do our jobs. Let the let the industry run its course and do what it's going to do. And uh, them getting involved, all they do is muck it up each and every time. <laughs> well, that announcement was brought to you by John Kolb. John's a citizen of Royal Oak, Michigan. He can be reached at jkolb at lowrateonline.com if you want to go ahead and email him directly for that commentary. Or if you want to get me involved, I'm hglance at lowrateonline.com. Right, John? That's right, buddy. <laughs> all right, Lisa Lawson. Lisa. Um, getting together with you is always a pleasure. You're so knowledgeable and you work very hard like all of our people do. But but in depth on the street right now, what we're finding is that I, I'm seeing when I talk about a stabilization, I'm, I'm really seeing, OK, the Fed raised the rates. The reaction was the reaction. People are calming down and it's really in this environment. You ready? 
business as usual. What does that mean? Put our head down, one foot in front of the other, and we work hard for our clients. Okay, Nick goes out. He takes people out to houses every day. We go ahead. We run scenarios. We run numbers. We put people in great mortgage programs, and we just do it one day at a time. So, okay, big deal. The Fed raised the rates. Lisa Lawson, now what? Yeah, I tell people all the time, Fed raising the rate has nothing to do with mortgage rates. Fed rate is short-term lending. Mortgage rates are long-term lending. It's not the same thing. So yes, eventually will it affect the long the mortgage rate? Yes, but this is not a direct correlation. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden mortgage rates went up three quarters of a percent overnight. One really truly is independent of the other. So I think people kind of forget. They just hear the Fed rate, the Fed rate, and they, you know, they don't understand that mortgage rates are based on something entirely different. So that's the first thing. Um, you know, and we're in kind of an interesting market, but I don't think that should discourage people from getting into it. Even if rates are seven, that's still in the scheme of history of mortgage rates is very low. Might not be the lowest rate, but it is definitely on the lower end. So it'd be silly not to jump in. Why would you want to pay somebody else's mortgage or pay rent and throw your money away um, when you could be, you know, creating equity for yourself, creating wealth for yourself, you know, in, in your own personal space. So I think it's just so much more important to look at the bigger picture and not get hooked on these little details and buzzwords that are used to alert people and scare people. Um, you know, and I hate to use the word control, but to control people. That's not what this is about. Use your own mind, crunch the numbers, figure it out. You know, the worst it could be is if the rates are a little higher, your pre-approval might go down a tiny bit. Doesn't mean you're not approved. It just means you make a small adjustment. Yeah. Sure. Nick, look, yeah. I just want to piggyback on that real quick because- the housing market has been on this like next level. Right. And I feel like the housing market temporarily is going to feel a little hung over from this unsustainable temporary high that we've been on for so long. And I love that word hung over. It's well, we've been high. party. Well, maybe you can relate to that. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, Lisa, it's a very wise statement, and Becky, um, it is a wise statement. Nick, I want to get into this with you. We ran a 50-year interest rate chart. Lisa mentioned it. 7% was about the average for the last 50 yep. years, 7.7%. But we also know that people don't care about 50 years ago. They don't even care about yesterday. They only care about right now. And my saying is they want what they want and they want it now. So I believe, and I believe you believe that so what? 7% interest rates, it's not. NOT not going to stop buying. It's not going to stop the buy process. It's not going to stop people from buying new homes because there isn't an increase in inventory. The supply side is still lacking on the demand yep. side. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And I was, I was, I wish there was an audience here clapping for Lisa and Becky because everything they were saying was spot on. We all it was was is a little bit of recency bias, right? So your neighbor may have gotten a three and a half or a four and a half. So you're all discouraged that you're getting a six and a half. But realistically, it's still it's still historically low or right at normal where, where it should be. So I think that's why we lost a little bit of buyers. But I the ones that I'm working with now that are a little more realistic about what's going on, they understand it's still a healthy market to buy in. And again, you're buying into an asset. So you're buying into something that it's one of the biggest assets you could you could possibly own. So you're not doing it short term. You should be doing it long term. 
if you're looking to get something for your family or, or a home that you're going to live in for long enough, grab, grab a low rate today, live in there for a while, build that equity. And then the next time the market's crazy high with a ton of equity, like last year, make some money off of it. But the thing is, is you're always going to need somewhere to live. So that, that's kind of the difference between the two buyers, you know, the maybe 70 buyers I had last year compared to the 45 I have now, the 45 are still sticking it in because they understand what's, what's going on. They, they know that, you know, we, we still have a little bit of supply. We're, we're still low on supply, but realistically, this is still a good time to buy. Yeah. I just had a conversation with a first time home buyer yesterday. She's actually a good friend of mine. Um, the rate around six and a quarter. And I said, guess what? That was the first rate that I had when I bought a house in 2006. Yep, yep. So we're right back there. So it's okay. And here I am. I was able to refinance several years later, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of years after I bought that home. So we are in a cycle. And I just kind of reassured her because that's what's happening. We are in a cycle. We're adjusting. Um, but that doesn't mean that home ownership needs to put you on the sidelines. You know, these rates are going to put you on the sidelines because it's not right. Absolutely. Hey, Becky, Becky, I want to get into this with you a little bit. I think, yeah. you know, we are, you've heard me say this a, long, a lot. We're a nation of sheep. And Lisa brought this up. Okay, so we have to fill a 24-hour news cycle on hundreds of TV and radio stations, thousands actually around the country. So when, people, so, so when people, when people hear, Becky, rates this, rates that, rates this, they panic. And then if they let 24, 48 hours go by and then things stabilize, how about their process, their thought process stabilizing, then they'll realize it's just not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, I agree. I feel like even when you're going to be, when you react emotionally, it's always like if you just pause for even five seconds, let your brain digest and think about really whether you're you know, reacting to an argument or something financial, you need to take a second to really digest the information before you just come out guns a blazing, because chances are your, your emotional reaction is not going to be the same as your comprehensive reaction, right? We're like, okay, this really isn't so bad. So when I said it to her, I was like, look, she's like, oh my gosh, these rates, I can't believe they, they went up. And I was like, listen, I bought my first house at six and a quarter. It's okay. You have to put it in perspective for people because they don't know. So a first time home buyer, all they've ever known, if you think about it, the last 10 years, all they've known is these really low interest rates. So now you hear something in the sixes and it's been embedded in them that it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Right. And it's really not. It's okay. And you will have an opportunity to refinance in the future. I almost guarantee that. And with another thing, we've been actually preaching about this stuff for a year now. Like literally a year we have been preaching about this. And it's funny when you hear people talking about it now, and it's literally like the same things that we've been saying. And maybe it's just my conscious, like picking it up because it's like when you buy like a Tesla, you never pay attention to a Tesla, but now all of a sudden you're like, there's a Tesla and there's a red car and there's a red car. So like, maybe I'm honing in on the fact that like everyone is now literally saying verbatim the things that we've been preaching for a year now. Yeah, I'm so I'm so over that whole thing, because like you said, we've talked about it forever and ever and ever. We put it in our rearview mirror a long time ago. Then all of a sudden the media picks up on it. The Fed's making these decisions. We're like, what do you think was going to happen? We told you this was going to happen. And it's not because we have any inside information, but we've just seen the cycles. And John Cole, one good thing about mortgage interest rates going up um, if they do stabilize, there's an opportunity for us to refinance our clients. A, we will. We will call them and let them know. And B, 
what is one of the only deductions that we can take in the United States, John Kolb? Is the mortgage interest in the property taxes. There you go. So it's all home related. So, John, getting it back into it with you, um, you've been through a couple of these cycles right now. This one is a lot different. Why is this one a lot different, John? Because people are employed and they're making money. And on the supply side, there's still low inventory and there's a high demand side. So in talking to your realtor partners, going for the rest of 2022, John, you're out on the street. What do you see and what do they see? I, I mean, here, this we've got, you know, to piggyback on a lot of what has been already been said, you know, we've got a lot of different programs that are coming out with um, that are, are being reintroduced re, re uh, on temporary buy downs uh, just to allow people to get into the home with a slightly uh, smaller interest rate. The hope that the fixed rates come back down, we can refinance like everybody has said. You know, there's no reason to get all up in arms and, and scared about what's happened. But, you know, the reason why everyone's so frantic about it is because it's happened so quick. It's never happened this quick before, but it has happened before. So you just got to sit back, take a breath, figure out the best way to move forward and uh, analyze a plan. And that's what we're doing with our realtor partners, like the best way to get people pre-approved that, that haven't found a home yet and making sure that they're still in the same boat that they were trying to get into before. Yeah, Lisa, talking about the crazy media, you know, I heard Draymond Green say he's part of the new media. I don't even know what that means. Media is media. But anyways, yeah. I, I, we, hey, you know what I'm saying, John? I mean, go green. But, you know, I don't know what Draymond's talking about. <laughs> uh, bottom line is maybe we're part of the media. We've been, we've been on the radio for 23 years. We got a podcast. We got people doing all kinds of things. Everybody's in the news. But what, what is bothering me right now, Lisa, is that all the mass advertising now for cash out refinance transactions. All right. I believe there are lenders out there. I'm, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to, uh, because I am part of this community. Um, but I have to call people out when I think that there's predatory lending coming back in. Um, no secret. The refinance transactions are now lower than they've been in the last few years. Cash out refinancing can be a good thing if it's used for the right reasons. But what I'm seeing are these mass advertisements, radio, TV, email, social media, touting cash out refinancing for all the wrong reasons, Lisa. And how do we feel about that at Capital Mortgage Funding, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation? the equity stripping of people and putting people into bad programs just to do a transaction really bothers me. Yeah. I just actually had somebody call and say they wanted to take a, it wasn't a very large amount. Um, and we had this whole conversation and I'm like, you know, there's a better way to structure this. And I don't really think this is in your best interest. The rate's higher. They had a rate in the threes. It doesn't make sense. You know, and we had a very serious conversation about, is there any other way they could get the, it was only 10 grand that they needed, you know, do they have a retirement account they can tap into because they can pay themselves back? I mean, sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, we weren't really going to be saving this person. It was almost going to be a wash by the time we paid off the debt. There was real no net benefit to them. You know, by the time we paid off the things they wanted, um, you know, it was going to be saving like, it was like $7. It was really almost negligible. So we went through all that and explained it. You know, the goal here is to put you in a, in a loan product that makes sense, 
Um, and that puts you in the best position possible for your financial future. It's not for us just to close another loan. We close a ton of loans and not that we're not happy to close yours, but we don't need one just to have one. That's not what we're about here. So I think everybody on this panel um, and Harvey as well, who's not with this today, always are looking out for the best interest of our client. And sometimes that means the answer is no, it doesn't make sense for you. Or this may be a better way to do it. Or let's reevaluate this in six months and see what you can, you know, knock out on your own or whatever the scenario is. You know, but on the other hand, I just did the cash out refi that I closed last week because someone wanted to make some serious home improvements on a home that they already paid off once free and clear. And they said, you know, we either do a home equity line, which had a higher interest rate and a variable feature that they didn't want to deal with, or they can do the, you know, cash out, have their money, know exactly what their payment's going to be. They were able to escrow because they wanted their, you know, taxes and insurance with the payment. They want any surprises. So that's what we did. So, you know, every scenario is different. And I think everybody here, tries hard to evaluate the best scenario for the clients, make sure they have all the options and, you know, give them the, um, the options that will best suit them for their financial future. Well, I want to let you know, that's music to my ears. And, uh, you know, my, you look at, I just got the, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I got chicken skin. I got goosebumps because this is what we do. And, and, you know, we always look to put the client in the best position, save them money, and always looking out for them. And if somebody else wants to do a bad loan, they can do a bad loan. We are not going to do a bad loan, Nick Colty. We are not. We oh, never have ever. We never did subprime loans. We never did pick your payment mortgages uh, and all that kind of thing. I just fear that because there are so many lenders that have to fill their pipelines up right now because they're yep. at all-time loans that they're just going to take any loan. And Nick, before I get a word, get you to give a word on that, I know Becky and John want to talk about that too, because it's just something near and dear in our hearts, Becky. Yeah, you just, there's power in the word no. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we're, um, I don't need a loan that bad. I mean, I don't think there's really anything else that I might, I mean, I could say as eloquently as Lisa just did, because it is so true. I mean, there's power in the word no, and we don't need a loan that bad. I'd much rather tell someone, hey, let's look at it in a different way, just like Lisa explained, um, than be like, yes, we're going to do this. And we're going to just, you know, whatever. And because um, I have two, I actually have a couple cash out refinance myself personally in my pipeline. One, they're doing some major renovations and it makes sense for them financially. And the home was paid off. Another one, the house wasn't paid off, but the amount of, other debts and things like that, the overall payment, they're still saving money, We're, even with the interest rate increasing a little bit. But again, that takes time. That takes me taking an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes, looking at a file, sometimes going back to it the next day, talking several conversations. These aren't like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And you're going to send me your documents. These are multiple conversations that we're having with the same client that Lisa's explaining to ensure they're comfortable they know what's going on and what is the end result both now and what can they do a year from now? How is it going to affect them a year from now, two years from now? And these are the things that we are taking the time to do because it makes a difference because we are 99% referral-based company. We are not out here just fielding calls and be like, yes, yes, yes. We don't do that. That's not how we get down. We've never been like that. And I take pride in the fact that we know how to turn a file inside out, flip it upside down three ways a Sunday and fix a problem. I take a lot of pride in everyone in our staff that can do that. John, I want to hear your take on it. Beware of the crazy offers, misleading advertising, equity stripping, all those kind of 
hey, we'll get you closed in eight days or 12 days and money, 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 money. I mean, that's what I hear when I hear all this. I hear a lot of blah, blah, blah. And I hear a lot of bad stuff, John Cole. Yeah, there's a lot of jackasses out there. They're not doing things the right way. I mean, and it start, starts from the top top down, right? You, they do the same thing in the government. You know, whole conspiracy theory area. I'm stuck on it now. So, oh, boy. But oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. And But with when you're talking about other lenders out there who might not have your, your best interest at heart, uh, you know what? They can go. They can uh, let them keep doing what they're doing. They're going to get put in jail at some point. You know, if we need to be the advocates out there, you know, telling people who not to go to, I'm happy to do so because I'm confident in how we do business, making sure we do things the right way. And uh, I always do like, you know, the what would John do? What would I do for myself? What would I do for my sister, my, my brother, my parents? And that's how I'm going to treat each and every person that I talk to. Yeah. Treat your mother like you would want to be treated. OK, treat everybody's mother Harvey. like you would treat your own mother. Unless you're Harvey. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's not here to defend himself. But, yeah, uh, can't be throwing shade. He's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's not here. You know to defend himself. But I can I can beat up on him all I want. <laughs> and you admit that in public. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there you go, Nick. I would tell you this: that uh, we want to give you the last word on this. Everybody, yeah. this is the hardcore mortgage real estate business podcast, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender. And NMLS number 2289. That's for our legal and compliance people. We have Nick Culty on from Remerica United, Novi, Michigan. Nick, you will be on our Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show this Saturday from 9 to 10. Yep. Give us your last words for the day. Well, I didn't want to use up all my ammo because I'd like to uh, come out on a sun, a Saturday really, really going. But yeah, I think that we all kind of summed it up. I think just people are still willing to spend that money. Um, you have to, w- one thing I want to hit on Saturday is that you really have to make sure you're holding your professional uh, that you're hiring accountable. Cause I think there's a lot of agents and a lot of lenders out there that are very new and that's okay. Some of them are very hardworking, but I think a lot of them got into this recently and they are just doing it for the sale. And that's, and I like what, you know, Lisa and Becky and all of us have been saying, like, go to somebody that doesn't need the sale because they're very, they're willing to give you the answers you need and not the answers you just want to hear. Um, and that's what I tell the new agents too, when they come in <clears throat> is that do not, do not treat people just, just for the sale, because you're not going to end up giving them the professionalism that they need. And it's, and it stands out too, you know, it's, you know, heart, I always tell, uh, my buyers, I mean, Harvey's going to come off very aggressive, but he's telling you everything you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And then at the end of the day, they're like, man, you know, capital mortgage funding rocks. You know, they, they told me, let's just wait a little bit. Um, I had a seller that was selling our home to her friend and uh, had to buy another home. And you guys put them in the right position to maybe wait a little bit. And the deal went smooth, where if we would have just tackled it for the dollar back then, they would still be sitting there and they would have a bad experience of this market. And that's what we're trying not to do as professionals is make sure that these people don't have a bad experience of buying a home. We want them to walk away like, man, that was a lot smoother than I thought, especially with all this craziness that's going on. Cause you know, everyone's watching HGTV and all these things and they hear the lingo and the buzzwords and really we're there to guide them to make sure that they understand that this process doesn't have to be as intimidating and we're, we're in it for them and not for the dollar. That was a very good point you guys hit on. You got that reality TV is certainly not reality. Our Give me 30 seconds of last words. Yeah, I'm excited, right? Um, I don't mind this market. I'm here for this kind of market. Um, 
like uh, like we keep preaching because it does create the separation. It's one of my biggest things. I mean, you're talking about professionals, pretenders, and there's a lot of people. I don't care if someone's new. Players and pretenders. Yeah, like you said, I don't I don't care if someone's new, if you're hustling and you're giving out good information. You know, but like you said, if you're just in it for the the yes man to do the things, then you are doing a disservice because if you're transactional in this business, you're not going to last. There you go. Lisa Lawson. Yeah, I mean, I always say that, you know, good advice is obviously super important. You know, everyone's like, get lots of quotes and, you know, that's great. But the reality is, is you have to trust your gut. If someone's telling you every little thing that you think you want to hear and it doesn't sit right, then you know that that's probably not all the correct and honest information that you should be receiving. You know, as loan officers, we have to give a lot of bad news. We have to say no. We have to explain how things really are. You know, somebody might want to buy a $400,000 house. They can't really get proof past 320. You know, it doesn't mean they can't buy a house. It just means they have to manage expectations. And we do that all the time. But sometimes that comes with a little bit of disappointment. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we're trying to disappoint you. It's because we're trying to set you up so you don't fail. Yeah, that's such great advice. That's Mr. Great. John Kolb, you're going to be the last one of the day, John Kolb. I mean, there's not much more to say, right? We've said it all. Ditto to what everybody said. And, uh, you know, don't don't be the herd of sheep. You know, don't listen to the news. They're out there to scare you. Get, call your professionals. Work with your team. Make sure you're uh, getting sound advice from people that you trust. The news does not want you to succeed. They are out there to give you bad information. That's my, that's my take. I'm out. Once again, that was John Kolb, everybody. This is Harry Glanz for Becky Alley, Elisa Lawson, John Kolb, and our special guest, Nick Colty from Remerica United and Novi. Nick will be on our show, the Hardcore Moore's Real Estate Business Show, this Saturday from 9 to 10 on 97.1. So for our esteemed panel and our producer, director, Roberto Beauchene, this has been the Hardcore Moore's Real Estate Business Show, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation Equal Housing Lender 2289 and a number eight top 10 lender in the United States. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day.